finer things. I'm Lisa and this is Wes. We are podcasting from the Cigar Lodge, the members only lounge at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about financial health. The beautiful Cigar Lodge here in beautiful Akron, Ohio. It's actually snowing still. It's not so beautiful right now. <laughs> well, we're getting used to it. Uh, I am smoking the Rocky Patel Royale for this episode. to one car payment. That's huge. Because 
Right. You have the ability to replace that car should one falter. Right. And you've always got one paid off. You know, I'll admit I'm very fortunate, and it's not as much being fortunate. Well, it is. It's a nice balance of being fortunate and planning, hard work, and lots of planning. I don't have a mortgage. I have paid off my house. Sure, there's other expenses associated with it. I do we just need to have a collective sigh of relief right there because uh, everybody listening is super jealous of. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I know. Your position. But again, it, it was a lot of hard work. It was a fair amount of luck, and I saw that mortgage payment sitting there, and I was not comfortable with it. And so I'm like, this is a really big priority for me. So I'm going to pay that off. On the other hand, I have a metric ton of student loan debt, so you know. Yeah, it balances itself out. That's certainly understandable. Uh, now, you know, if you have student loan debt and you have a mortgage like myself and uh, no car payment, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, the big thing is you want to make sure that what you're bringing in is more than what is going out. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a simple concept. That's, that's the start of financial health. We'll begin right there. Yeah, so the outflow has to be less than the inflow. <laughs> Like I was just saying. Yep. Um, so, and everybody has a general budget and everybody knows where you splurge. And, and we've talked about knowing yourself and everything else like that. And you take yourself into consideration and, and trick yourself. That's why the uh, automatic yep. payments are such a great help for like the automatic deduction for your retirement accounts, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that kind of thing where you're, in essence, you're tricking yourself, especially if you get a salary, you've got a fixed income sure. where you know to the penny what you're going to get every month. And so if you know that, then you know what your budget will maintain and you know what your debt is and everything else like that. So, And, and that's really the big thing where, you know, I, you see people get into trouble. They owe people money. And I deal with it every day. That's my bread and butter is an attorney. And the credit and credit cards are, you know, they're not allowed to give, they're not allowed to give college campuses anymore because they would go to college yes, campuses and you get a free T-shirt. And you give all these kids who are between the ages of 18 and 22 a credit card for like 1500 bucks. But I, I don't know about you, Lisa, but when you're 18 and somebody hands you $1,500. That is all the money in the world. You can buy anything with that. I mean, that's manna from heaven. And then you're, and they're like, oh, wait, you're going to pay that back? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And so that, I mean, that sets a lot of people up for failure and everything. And one of the big things now, as you brought up student loans, is there are a lot of private companies now trying to refinance That's your right. student loans. You're going to see the advertisements and everything else like that. Kids, you want to you want to beware because student loans are an exception in this world to the bankruptcy code. Massively. And honestly, I'm in no hurry to pay off my student loans. Yes, they are a significant amount. The thing is, that debt, it, God forbid, you pass away, those debts die with you. Your credit cards don't. Your mortgage sure doesn't. Somebody's either going to inherit that house and they've got to pay for it if they want to keep it. Credit cards, that money's coming out of your estate if you've got anything saved. So student loans, not the case. That debt dies with you. In addition, it's some of the lowest interest rates that you can get. It cannot be discharged in bankruptcy with certain exceptions. Yeah, yeah, but those exceptions are very, very limited. I mean, they are, but limited. you'd be surprised at some of the stuff that can. Right, get and, rid of it. and that's something you're going to talk to a bankruptcy attorney. But it the is. other thing is, uh, you know, know what you're good at. I mean, if you are not.
free online yeah. service, uh, and you can check out these kinds of things online. We're not really trying to sell you investment products or anything else like right. that, but education. Right. And you can learn, and you've got a lot of YouTube and out, out there that you can go from like CNBC, uh, you know, those trusted news sources where sure. they're not trying to sell you anything, and they're teaching you the basics. And right. The other thing is don't be afraid to contact a, uh, have an accountant or a financial advisor. Absolutely. I mean, Lisa, you have a financial advisor. I do. And so talk to us about that. Um, okay, so a lot of the way how I was able to kind of get my footing, because, you know, I've talked about it before. I had a fairly chaotic period of time in my life. I got divorced. I had to enter the workforce again after many years of being out. And when you don't have a college degree and you're recently divorced and you haven't worked in a few years, you're not going to make too much above the minimum wage. The struggle is real, as the kids say. So there were times that, you know, right after I got divorced, I have $25 left for the rest of the month and the kids need things and we need food to eat and somehow you make it work. Real life choices. The thing that, you know, it's a sad story, but the thing that kind of gave me my footing is my mom passed away. I got an inheritance. She was very good with money. That's what allowed me to pay off my mortgage. I paid off a building that I owned, and it was a commercial property. So at that point, I'm just making money. Everything's paid off on the building. All of that is coming back to me, you know? Yeah, there's certain expenses, but they're minimal. And as long as you can keep them minimal, I'm very handy, so I could do a lot of the work myself. That certainly helped. But I got handy because I had to. I didn't have the money to hire somebody to fix a toilet, so by God, I'm going to figure out how to fix a toilet. And that's why I do a lot of the home renovations, even still to this day. It's relaxing for me. It's become relaxing for me. Well, and that goes to necessity. It does. You do what you got to do. Lisa learned out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's something to be said of that. And in any position, you never want to have to learn something out of necessity because that's... No, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. And anybody that's forced to make a choice is never going to make a great choice because you're being forced to make a choice. So sure. the more that you learn now, I mean, especially if you've got a job or a salary, mm-hmm. uh, you have the ability, you know you've got a check coming in, you know you've got these expenses, and you know you have goals. I mean, when we had talked about uh, previously, part of the finer things is, is identifying what your goals are. Yeah. So, I mean, in essence, you know, are you working to live or living to work? Right. You're answering those questions. But then, at the end of the day, when you set your working tools down for the rest of your life, yeah. uh, where do you want to be? I mean, right. do you want to be in an island in the Caribbean? Do you want to be in the mountains of Montana? I mean, yeah. what do you want to do? So, to circle back around to it, my financial advisor, I came to him because he was my mom's financial advisor. And so, I got this big chunk of money from yeah. And he approached me and he said, look, I helped your mom. I'd be happy to help you if you'd like. And he struck me as a very trustworthy guy. And he has been great over the years. I moved several states away and I still use him because he proved himself to me. And he proved himself to my mom. Well, and there's, you know, that's trust within the profession and everything else like that. And, you know, that's the idea is to seek those out from your family and friends. I mean, Lisa obviously right. had a, a had her mother trust someone. I mean, if you're, depending on what your profession is, if you encounter financial advisors, 
you know, interview them. Uh, yeah. You know, financial advisors get paid um, to an extent. Either they can either be a flat fee or they can get a percentage of what you invest with them. Uh, and there's a lot of rules and regulations oh. when it comes to financial investing. I used to be an insurance agent financial planner before I went to law school. So and the ones that are above board, they're happy to tell you. You know, yeah. they have nothing to hide. They will show you all of the dirty details, and they're not going to hide anything because that's how they make money. Right. If you make money. How do you get paid is an excellent question. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're going to get paid. And the other thing is you, you, your, your picture will change. Everybody's financial picture yeah. changes. I mean, I have young children. So I am more than likely going to have life insurance. Sure. If I didn't have young children or I was at a later stage in life, I may not need life insurance. Right. I mean, there's a lot of different things, you know, so, and a financial advisor who can do that. So our, our general advice here is definitely find a financial advisor or a banker. Um, you know, if you have a banker, that certainly works too, but the bank is obviously going to be slanted towards their products. Right. But definitely start there. I mean, if you have no real, if you really have nowhere else to go, or if you've got your checking and savings account, mm-hmm. they'll be more than happy to talk to. So, I mean, I guess the thing that I would say is, you know, you might be sitting out there listening and thinking, well, that's great and all, but I don't have any money. Great. You need a financial planner more than anybody else. You need somebody to tell you, here's where you want to go. Here's how we can help you get there. Let's organize things so that you can start making money. My guy is on me right now about, you need to invest in 401ks and IRAs and that sort of stuff because he knows that my financial position is different than when we first met. And I've got that money now. I'm making it consistently. So, you know, why am I not saving for retirement in, in a bigger way? In a, in a bigger way and the conversation goes from, hey, I, I need to start making money. Okay, great. Let's start making money now. And then the conversation transitions to, okay, now I don't want to pay so much tax. Because right. When I first started with him, the conversation was, oh, my God, I, I got money, and I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to lose it. How do I keep the money? How do I not just hemorrhage this? And now that's not the case anymore. It's a very different position. It's, okay, how do I grow my money? And then how do I grow it? and save some for the future. Because I don't feel like working anymore. I just want to travel and do fun things in life. And hopefully back to Scotland so we can get some more scotch out of her. That's uh, that's, uh, that's what we're asking for. I'm hoping. (laughs) I'm in the middle third of my Rocky Patel. And it's, uh, we're just getting there. And it's uh, it's got a nice leathery feel Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, It is smoky. Uh, we're, We're in a room. And if you hear a dog barking, the Cigar Lodge mascot is Lucy. She's a golden doodle. So if you hear the barking in the background, that's just the mascot for the lodge here. She's she's the manager of the place <laughs> and the cigar lounge. She's so the one in charge. She's kind of um, checking out everything. And super sure friendly. We're... Super friendly. So uh, if you like dogs, Lucy is your girl. Um, My yeah. cigar is a little, it's a fairly short one, so I'm close to halfway done. It almost looked like there was an egg in the middle. Like they have the cigars that are thin on one end, and they're fat in the middle, and then thin on the back end. This is like not like that. It, it, I know the one you're talking about. It, this is more kind of bullet-shaped on both ends. The really interesting part about Kirkland is that a lot or all of their cigars have a little pigtail kind of thing. And oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. You don't need a cutter whatsoever. You just twist it off, and... 
Lisa's making these hand movements, which are really great for a podcast. I talk with my hands. Person. But 
budgetary process. I mean, like we've talked about, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, do I really need to go to Starbucks? I mean, I, I, I will admit that, especially with these apps, like Apple Pay mm-hmm. and a Starbucks, and I'll just use Starbucks as an example. Um, I was, uh, uh, this, this might have been like two years ago. I, I would just click the button, I'd hit reload, and, and, you know, X amount of dollars would hit my Starbucks card yeah. every time I clicked the button. I'd never worry about it. I'd do it all this, this, that, and the other thing. It would work out well, and it would get paid, and I would buy, uh, you know, I, I, every morning I'd have a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Well, I mean, that's $5 a day times five days. I mean, and... Okay, I legitimately, many years ago, was chatting with a guy, you know, it's post-divorce, starting to get to know each other, oh, and I realized... There is no way this is going to work because he admitted he spends more on Starbucks than he does on his rent. And I'm like, wow, I'm into coffee. I am a hell of a coffee snob, and that's a problem. That's a lot. And he wouldn't travel because they don't know his coffee. And I'm like, wow, hey, you got issues to do that. I can't do that. And that's, I mean, that's important. I mean, the, you know, that's an example of personal relationships, uh, you know, getting, <laughs> may not get off of a great start because of finances. I mean, I, and it got to the point, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget this uh, conversation, but I, I was uh, at my, uh, at my bank just having a conversation uh, with one of the bankers. Uh-huh. And she looked at me, she goes, do you know how much you spend in Starbucks? Because she was looking at my account and everything. I, I said, that's Snow. We, the, 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 the picture. Yeah, we're going to have an argument. We're going to go off the 
to pick up at home and one of the cars will be fixed. I literally renovated my kitchen so that it could fit all my coffee makers. So when we're talking about know, know thyself, I mean this is a big financial deal here for Lisa. Yeah. So but if you're in an office setting in an environment where you and your coworkers have a cake Keurig machine or whatever like that, and you like a specific type of mm-hmm. cake top, um, you can get those cake tops and then have them shipped, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to your office and everything else like that. And you can buy them in bulk uh, if, if you don't care. I mean, I I drink a lot of bad coffee because it's a lot of free coffee. Again, you're upsetting me. But it's because I don't. My palate when it comes to coffee is not great. For espresso, I do. I can differentiate, but. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> Welcome, Pichu. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Wes is always saying that to me. Finally, I get a chance to say it to her. She hates it when I say that because so, we'll, be, we'll be doing something and she'll have this great realization. And then she, I'll be just be like, Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and, and that's the whole idea as far as the budget care process. But you're right. I mean, was that come to Jesus where just a simple comment where you're like, Man, you always have the, uh, the Starbucks. And the Starbucks that I go to now. Uh, charges a quarter for uh, a cup, of, a cup and the ice. Bastards. And I would, I took a picture of this and posted it on my Instagram at Jess that lawyer. And I was just, bought, I was like, Are you, do you need the money that bad? I mean, the quarter. Yeah, they're suffering. I go. Starbucks well, is hurting right now. And arguably speaking, this is at the, uh, you know, the University of Akron is right next to the uh, Summit County Courthouse, and that they, they run that Starbucks. <laughs> so I think I think it's more of a franchisee. Yeah. Scam than anything, and I, you know, it, it, you can't yell at the. I mean, they're children that are working, and they're college yeah, kids that are working yeah. as the baristas, so they, they don't know anything. They're not for. I mean, so every time I see the guy with the collared shirt walking around, like, hey, so yeah. I mean, are you losing a crap or something like this? I mean, a quarter, really? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the uh, charging for air at the gas station. I mean, come on, right. come on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the big deal is going through that budgetary process and identifying because you, nobody's perfect. I mean, it's like diet and exercise. There's the only true and tried method of getting rich. There's no quick win to it. Right. It's every single day. Yeah. Grinding it out. I mean, there's really no... Sure, you can hit the lottery, but there are studies and studies and studies that people that hit the lottery are bankrupt within six months to a year. I mean, they're yeah. talking... You hand me $50 million. They always talk about the best way to do it, whether it's take the lump sum or the payments over years, it doesn't matter. Most lottery winners are going to blow it. End of story. You're going to blow it. Be smarter with your money, guys. Well, and to be smart, I mean, like we talked about, you got to be bad. Everybody's bad at poker. And everybody's bad at managing money the first time they try to do it, and especially with their own. And so you're... Your first real foray into economics is okay. I've got a ten dollar bill in my pocket. Uh, I got to spend X amount of dollars. What do I got to do? Right. And you know that's when rubber meets the road. So you've got to be in that situation, that mindset where you're like, okay, I can do this. Right. So you know, having grown up poor, having spent a fairly significant portion of my life without money, that's one of the mindsets that you acquire is. I've got $10 right now, and I know for a fact that $10 is not going to be there tomorrow. So I have to spend it, and I have to spend it right now. People get their tractor frames, and they're like, cool, I'm going to buy a new car. Well, 
and it's gone. And that car, the tires fall off the next week. You know, guys, get into the mindset where maybe you pay off a debt. Well, then you're not making a minimum monthly payment on a credit card for the rest of forever. Just don't don't charge that credit card back up. And again, it, it goes to knowing yourself. Cut the card in half if that's what it takes. Don't use the credit card once you've got it paid off. And take that minimum monthly payment, toss it on to the next card. So you were paying 25 on one, 30 on another. You paid off the 25. Take that 25 and put it on the 30. You're paying 55. And how much faster is that going to get paid off? Come into another chunk of money? Cool. Pay that credit card off. Maybe you've got five of them. Attack them like that. And just commit to, it's paid off. I'm done. The trick is, once you start paying them off, credit card companies, they'll offer you a 0% balance transfer rate. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a fee attached to it. Always a fee. So, transfer your balances. Get all the debt on 0% and start working on the cards that are not 0%. Transfer them around. Bounce them around from one to another and you can eventually get it where you're paying off them faster and the ones that you're not paying off faster are sitting at that 0%. Keep track of when the interest rate is done. It's always for a limited period of time. Right. And, you know, make sure you've got enough saved up so that it's cool. I've got that. When this expires, I can pay that off. Um, my stock, oh, the, oh. It, it's, it's Was it pretty good? good. It's pretty good. I'm almost done with it because it's just tasty. And my cigar is well over halfway done. It's kind of cracking a little bit. Aged 12 years. You know, it has to be perfectly humidified that whole 12 years. Kind of the same as stock, but cigars are a little more temperamental. So, you know, I'm cutting at a break. It's still very tasty. So yeah, it's probably my stock for now. Yeah, it's not, not favorable cause. And so your your first goal is you want to have an emergency reserve and make sure that you've got a two month salary yep. uh, that is emergency reserve. That's always a great rule. Two to six months. Because uh, crap will happen. Stuff breaks down. Constantly. Yeah, it just does. And you just and, and we've uh, CNBC and a lot of the other leading publications do studies all the time where half of America are living paycheck to paycheck. And especially now with Netflix where they hit you on the monthly. I mean, it's the monthly drip. That's what gets you. And then when you go through this autopsy, your financial autopsy, and you're like, you list all your debts and you list how much you owe and you look at it, you're like, oh, because your next question is, how, how did this happen? Right. It is a... A, a mentally taxing conversation because you you literally will get angry and be like, what? Right. Is anybody to blame? No, very rarely is anybody to blame, but it's just start looking in the mirror. Right. It's life. It is life, and it's you. And you're like, okay, I did this. I, you know, the adage is, how do you stop? How do you dig yourself out of a hole? Stop digging. Yeah. That's the first step. You stop digging. You put put the shovel down. I mean, for me personally, I don't have cable. I don't watch a lot of sports. That's maybe the only reason I can see having cable. But, guys, you're spending, uh, I don't even know what it is anymore. I haven't had it in so long. It's got to be, like, 70 to 100 80 to $100 a month for cables. Mm-hmm. 
you're spending seventy to a hundred a month on cable, and you can get ninety percent of that on Netflix, and you know you guys have a Netflix account anyway. So why? Why are you doing that? Well, and that's the key. I mean, you really want to make sure that you're whittling that. I mean, and I use that term whittling because you see. Everybody's seen the movie where there's that old guy on the porch, just with a block of wood, just whittling away, whittling away. And it's slow, but you know what? That old guy has nothing better to do. That's what he's focused on, and that's kind of the point. You've got to be focused on whittling away at your personal debt so that you can build up actual wealth. Correct. Correct. I mean, and then you can focus on. You, you, you identify the issue, the debt. You list your priorities. A simple spreadsheet does the trick. Yep. You list it all down and say, okay, here's what I need to do first. Here's what, and then all of a sudden you're gonna have this anger, but then it's not a it, the anger will pass, uh, and then well, you'll be like, get depressed over it. Just get over it. Yeah, you're gonna get angry, and you're, it's gonna make you mad, and then you're like, okay, it's not the end of the world. It's just the you get that you get tagged in the face, and you get knocked down. And you're like, okay. Who is that from now? 
Do you know? Well, it depends on when this episode gets published. Well, is it? I mean, are we, we're we're coming up pretty quick. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Lisa has done and looked into her own advice because I will be uh, pushing her because in Kentucky they have bourbon, and I like bourbon. There you go. And I've been told that there is a bourbon trail. So hopefully, um, I have seen it. I have been there. And so hopefully, uh, we can uh, convince Lisa to uh, accomplish a couple of goals here. One is to go root for her daughter. I think he wants me to bring a bottle home for him. Always, always. Uh, Mama didn't raise no fool. So if we can get her to uh, go taste on the bourbon trail, and uh, maybe we can do a, like a split oh, podcast. What a sacrifice. Yeah, like, I, I know that we don't have to convince you that much, but that's something. well. That'll be my next good thing yeah. when it happens. Be like I just did the bourbon trail, and here's yep. what I like, and here's what I really like. So yeah. that works out super well. Yeah. So as far as all of the stuff, we've now got a Patreon account. It's at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash finer things. All um, we're going to keep putting up free stuff, but we're going to put some kind of special bonuses for you guys that are generous and want to give us a dollar or two for bonus. Let's us buy cigars and go on the bourbon trail and purchase things so that we can tell you, hey, this is really good. This you got to try this. Um, and if you have any other questions, like we had a question today, yes. Uh, if you have any other questions, that don't hesitate to reach out. And again, thank you for listening to the Fire Things with Lisa and myself. We are podcasting live at Lisa just makes a face every time I say that from the members only it's a podcast lounge. Here. It's not Cigar Lodge in beautiful Akron, Ohio. And again, you can reach us at Jet Set Lawyer on Instagram. And Pit Girl on Instagram. Or our website, which is the finer things podcast dot site. 